0: You're listening to a podcast New Covenant Church. Join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in Pompano. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, church. It's good to see you. Welcome. My name is Adam. I'm the pastor here at New Covenant. It is good to be together. Welcome if you're joining us online, either now or later. We're glad to uh, have you join us even digitally um, Excited just for what God is doing. Thank you, worship team, for just leading us. And uh, so grateful for their ministry. A uh, couple things just to add on to before we jump into the sermon. We're going to be in Galatians 5 today. But um, before I jump in there, I just wanted to let you know of a couple things happening. The Blood Mobile is out there. Uh, if you want to donate blood today, they're going to be on site for uh, a while after service. And also, just have a, a neat opportunity for you. Um, we uh, uh, have, uh, this coming Saturday, there is a, uh, a free opportunity for you to uh, engage in some fitness, okay? So, um, uh, Renan, you, you hear Renan? Yeah, Renan, wave your hand. This is Renan. So, Renan and Emma are, are new to the body here, and uh, he, he uh, this is his truck, okay? It's called Watts, and he just wants to serve the church uh, in in different ways, and one of his, his fields of expertise is he's a trainer, and this is a really neat uh, opportunity just where because this thing is very mobile, and so this Saturday he's going to offer just a couple of free classes for you, for us, for our community, for our body here, so they're going to be out on the front lawn. If you want to come to that, um, any skill level, any anybody is welcome. It's going to be just a, a great opportunity. It's at 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Sunday, uh, Saturday morning. Okay, it'll be before the day gets too hot, you'll be able to come out, get a sweat on, get to enjoy some community activity. Um, So come, come out, enjoy it. Uh, He can fit anywhere up to like 30 people around this truck. So the truck is like a transformer. So it's like, it comes out, and then it's like, chung, 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 you know, and like all these things come out. You got TRX, battle ropes, all these things. So um, it's it's funny, because it's always been, uh, I know you see a dumbbell sitting out here, or a barbell, but uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But um, we just... Part of our vision for wholeness is, of course, spiritual. That's primary, first and foremost. But there, there are other elements uh, as humans that God has created us to experience just health and wellness. And physical fitness is, is one of those areas. And so there's no catch. There's, no, there's not going to be like an ask at the end. You know, We're not going to take up a collection after the class. We just want to see, just test the waters. This is something that even will be helpful for our church. So it's this Saturday, coming up. And then you heard all the other things going on, a lot of great stuff happening. So uh, we're excited. Get excited about those. If you're able to come serve and help for the, uh, the back-to-school bash, it's going to be a great, great time. We're going to have, um, I think Renan will be out there too with the truck that day as well, but we're going to have bounce houses and food trucks and just it's a great way to end summer, kick off into the fall. I, I can't believe fall's already approaching, but it is, and here we are. So um, that's what's happening, guys. So we're going to be in, as I said, Galatians 5. We're going to read verses 1 and then um, verses 13 through 15. Can we stand together as we open up God's Word? The Bibles, if you need them, are right around you in your chairs. There's also going to be the Scriptures on the screen for you. This is what God's Word says. Verse 1 says, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Then if we jump to verse 13, it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. This is God's word. Let's pray. Father, take this word and make it, make it fresh in us. Make it come alive. Change us. Use your word by your spirit's power to bring change within us so that we would not just hear, but we would do. We would not just uh, do, but we would do because we love you and because you love us, that it would be full of joy and hope. And peace because that's what you bring to us God we thank you for who you are and for what you're doing in us we pray in Christ's name amen amen you can have a seat um, you know there's a word that came up a few times even in just the passage I read in Galatians 5 and in, in verse 1 and then verses 13 and 14 and, and it's this word freedom this word freedom and, you know, a question I have for you is like, what do you, what do you think about, what comes to your mind, and don't shout out, <laughs> um, when you hear the word freedom? What, what is something that applies to you when you think about freedom? You see, I, as crazy as this may be to some of you, but, but this right here has been a representation of freedom for me for a lot of years this this barbell not this exact barbell but a barbell some version of a barbell has been a major part of my life for for most of my life i have pushed and pulled and heaved and thrown and carried and and done all kinds of things with this this piece of metal more times than I can even count. And I've also helped other people do that as well with, with their life. And um, I've also served at times throughout my life as a, as a, as a coach for fitness. See, but, but this is a representation of freedom for me because o- over the years, exercise, and it's specifically like weightlifting, has been an opportunity for me to, to escape. It's for better or for worse, this has been one of those areas that I can find a bit of freedom. It's been a, a consistent place I can go when the craziness of life comes in and it gives me moments not to forget, but to fill myself with just something other than, as Ryan said this morning, like the bad news of life. And I get it. I get it. For some of you, um, you're thinking that it's just insane. Like, <laughs> to, to, for you, this seems more like prison than it does uh, any type of escape or freedom. And I, that's fine. That's, that's totally fine. I am not forcing this on you. This really has nothing to, do with, uh, nothing to do with even the thing that we're doing on Saturday morning. You know, this is independently coordinated by, by the Lord. But... Um, but for me, this has, this has just served me well as I've learned it, as I've studied it, as I've put it into practice, as I've respected it. I've been able to see really cool things happen in my life, my family's life. See, why do I even use this as an illustration? Because freedom is a tricky thing. It's tricky. One person's freedom is, is another person's prison, right? <laughs> and we have to ask ourselves this question, because the Bible asks us this question, like what, what is freedom? What does it mean, right? We are constantly asking this question in our country, in our world, we're trying to figure it out. What does it mean to be free as a nation, what does it mean to be free? as, as People, What does it mean to be free? When, we're, when we are in relationships, what does it mean to be free? Because here, here's what happens. Our default understanding of freedom is this. Freedom means I get to do whatever I want. Right? We may not say it that way. We, we might be smart enough to not be crazy enough to, to say it that way. But if we really push ourselves, that's, that's a bit what freedom is for us doing what I want without anything restraining me. And so we have to ask ourselves the question, well, first of all, is that what freedom is? Is that how God defines freedom? Is that really what we want or even believe? Because there's a reality that we are more free with certain restraints put on us, right? So... I've used this illustration a million times but you know a a fish is more free in water than it is on land yeah (laughs) right we never are looking at the ocean going like man i don't know what we're gonna do about all these fish in there they're trapped we gotta get them out put them set them free let them breathe the air the fresh air that'll kill them that's not freedom same as you wouldn't want us to be like on land being like man i gotta get in that water (laughs) gotta i'm more free down there Uh, it's Look, we, we had beautiful music today, yeah? I mean, just, just wonderful, vocals, Lila, Sasha, Ryan, you guys did an amazing job, thank you for singing, for leading us, musicians. Look, beautiful and, and freedom abounded you know, during that time. But look, it's only free and beautiful because there, are, there is a framework that they operate in. If any one of them decided, I'm gonna just go do my own thing, it's my turn, Right, and I'm forget the key, forget the signature, time signature, forget any of that stuff. I'm just I'm going in. If my, my boy on the drums just decided this is, this is my time for some symbols and fills, like it's my literal boy, it's my son. Um, look, freedom. And Tim Keller he he says it this way: freedom, real freedom. It's not the absence of restraints, but, but it's having the right restraints on us. This barbell is a, you know, it's funny, we call these free weights, right, because they're not encumbered by, you know, any other machine or anything. But this barbell, look, it, it is, you know, we could walk up to it and say, look, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I want with this thing, and it's going to build muscle in me. And you might start pulling it, pushing it, lifting it. You might be doing all things that you think are right, but but in your freedom, you're actually causing damage to yourself. You're not getting the results that you want. Never get the results you, I want from this unless I use it wisely, unless I show restraint, unless I respect it. See, true freedom is all about what you do with the freedom that you're given. Right? Like, we, we need to understand this, see, because... This leads us to not Just get everything that we want See when we understand true freedom when we understand gospel Bible God saturated freedom It changes everything it changes how we live it changes how we process the things of the world the pain the hurt the the joys the craziness See Freedom doesn't just get us to go, all right, i right, I'm gonna, no one's restraining me. Let me go. Let me do my thing. And then I do whatever I want. No, no. It, it, it actually leads us to something very different. See, freedom is a gift that God wants us to have. And he gives that gift to us for a purpose. And we see it here. And that purpose is to serve. But not just to serve, but to serve others. See, we're in this series called Built Together, right? It's it's this this massive kind of overarching view of what the Bible calls us to. He calls us a body. He calls us a community. He says, you are a body. I am building you as a body. You're a a community. You're a house. I am building. I am building. I am building. I'm the top. I'm the head. I'm the neck. the, The metaphors get all over the place. But he says, I am building this and... I want you to be healthy as the body. I want you to be strong. I want every part of you, the arms, the fingers, the eyes, the toes, the legs, I want you to be strong working together as I build you. And here's the reality. If we want to be strong as a body, we need to serve. It's part of how God has, has made us, has wired us. God has built this body to grow strong, to be strong, to be effective. And one of the main ways that we grow and we become effective is by serving. See, like the barbell, when it's used properly, it makes us strong. I could, I could do all kinds of different things with this, with this and I'm not going to do anything. No, no. All right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not doing anything now. That was, that was not it. That was the big question in pre-service when I brought this up. Like, oh, are you going to do something? No, I'm not going to do anything. It's a visual. Just use your eyes, okay? You don't need to see me do anything. So, but, but look, when it's used properly, it will make you strong. It will. But if used foolishly, will cause crazy damage to your body. It will seen it. Seen it all the time. Look, we need this because when we think about freedom, we look at freedom through all the wrong lenses. We just, we we let everything else shape the way that we view these things. And then we look for freedom in all the wrong places. We look through the wrong lenses. We look for it in the wrong places. And look, when we get this wrong, when we get freedom wrong, the things that we think will actually give us freedom actually imprison us. They promise big things. They don't deliver. So we need a healthy biblical understanding of what freedom is so that we can live free and then also spot the fake freedoms, the false freedoms. See, freedom... And this is what we see in this passage here. Freedom can go in one of two directions. See, both of them, both directions lead to serving. It says freedom can go in one of two directions, either develop the body or destroy the body. You have been given a gift of freedom In all kinds of areas of life you could use that gift of freedom to to build up not just your body but this body the the body and the body that's yet to be part of this body or you could use it to destroy the body see he says this he says we were called to freedom that's the that's the overarching principle God has called every single one of us to freedom because of what he did we sang about it today over and over again we sang about it like the 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 rugged cross my salvation we say hallelujah hallelujah like we say these things we do these things because of what god has done for us he has he has given us freedom through his life death and resurrection but he says this he says don't use your freedom as an opportunity to do bad but use it to serve one another so it's there are these two directions he says look freedom can give you the opportunity to to bring destruction and abuse and trouble. Or freedom can be used to give the ability to bring life and to serve other people. And here's the overarching principle that we are most free when we are in God's will. And a major evidence of that freedom Is serving others serving one another there's a major evidence of the freedom God has given us and it is seen clearly seen when we serve so this is this is, this is it it's a call today to, to serve that God has called us in the freedom that he has given us to serve one another and to ask the question what does that look like and that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna look at today We're going to unpack that and give you three things to to hang our thoughts on. And it all has to do with the connection between serving and faith. Because how we serve will directly impact what we believe or will be an evidence of what we believe. So here's what we got. We have serving models faith. It moves faith. And it motivates faith. We're going to spend the most time in this first one because this is, I think, the the biggest one. That serving models faith. Freedom clearly understood and exercised should lead us to a demonstration of faith, right? If we are free, then that should lead us into a demonstration of our faith. And that demonstration is serving. Serving. So what does it mean to serve? What does it mean to serve? It means that we are actively seeking. We are actively seeking out and, and trying to meet the needs of others. Actively seeking the needs of others. Actively trying to meet the needs of others. See, that, that, that's the big, the big push, is, is reaching out into the life of other people, We see the, the implication right there in verse 13. He says, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. See, why, why does he say it this way? Because here's why. We see freedom, typically, we see freedom as a way to get what we want. i said that. We see freedom as a way to get what we want. And our natural inclination sees freedom as me getting more. Right? I mean, let's just, let's be honest, let's, <laughs> let's put, put ourselves exposed for a second to, to say, you're like, no, that's not me. It is you. It is me. It's all of us. We t- tend to see it this way. At least that's our inclination. That's humanity's inclination to say, oh, I'm free. I'm free. I'm going to do whatever I want and so that I can get more, more money, more fame, more people, more beauty, more whatever. More freedom equals more for me. I had an opportunity when I was in college um, to go to Mardi Gras. Yeah, it's <laughs> it quite an event. Um, Mardi Gras, if you don't know, is a big annual thing. It happens in New Orleans, Louisiana, and it's, it's, it's just wild. It is the example of what unrestrained freedom really looks like. Like it's, it's we're free, no one's going to bother us, the police aren't really doing much. Um, It's kind of all, anything goes. And I I was there in college. um, I was in military college at the time, and we were participating in some of the parades. This certain team I was on, we got to do that every year. And um, so that year, we get to go. And it's it's just bananas, man. It's like it shows what humanity gravitates towards when there is just no restraint. It's freedom. See, our exercise of freedom will always lead us to serve something our exercise of freedom will always lead us to serve something that's what that's what paul who wrote this paul paul the apostle wrote this this letter to the galatian church and he is he is helping them understand what real freedom looks like it's really the theme of the entire letter they have walked away from uh, from understanding who god is and they just are doing all their own stuff forgetting what god says and he says listen you were called to freedom, but don't use that freedom. He says, Don't go back into slavery. Don't use that freedom to bring abuse. Because freedom will always lead to serving something. It's just a matter of who's being served. See, a wrong view of freedom will leave, lead us to serve ourselves. It just does. It's more of what I want, more of me. He says, Don't, don't use your freedom as an opportunity. For the flesh. The word flesh. We've talked about this another other times, but you know, if we think about our flesh, we think about skin. But the Bible is talking about flesh as the the desires of our heart, the desires of our mind, the human cravings. And usually, usually those desires, as, as they're described in, in the Bible, are, are opposing God's <laughs> desires, right? So Paul says, look, you're free, it's amazing, but listen, I don't want you to use that freedom to abuse. I don't want you to use that as an excuse to abuse your freedom. Like, you've been given freedom, but now don't go around and saying like, I'm free, I can do whatever I want. Because misunderstood freedom leads to abuse. We see that, man, as people get more power, They're a little more free when there's more power, right? You're not as subject to certain authorities, certain scrutiny. And so that's why we see people in power abusing those who are in less power. If we see freedom as just the ability to do whatever we want, like no restraints, then we are going to hurt ourselves. And we're probably gonna hurt other people if I take this barbell and I decide, okay, you know what, I'm, I'm feeling good today, I'm just going to load on weight, I'm going to put 400 pounds in this bar and I'm going to lift this thing right above my head, I cannot do that. But if I try to do that, if I just re- come up to it and just try to yank this thing off the floor, everything will rip. Everything will break. I will be in trouble. That's what we try to do, right? And, and, and I see this all the time. You know, I, I, I'm part of a CrossFit community here in the in the area and you know there's there's kind of a stigma with CrossFit like, oh it's so dangerous and people are always getting hurt. Do you know why? It's because we are trying to combat the natural inclinations of human beings to from being stupid <laughs> and thinking, you know, the worst the worst people we get are the ones that at some point were athletes. Like, oh back in high school, you know, I was a football player and now you're 35 and haven't lifted a weight and in 10 years, and like, yeah, I can do that. And I, they get hurt. They use the freedom that they have to... Abuse themselves because they think that this is this is giving them some sort of value or significance. We see it all. I mean, there's there's channels on YouTube about weightlifting fails and CrossFit fails and all this stuff. It's because people are ridiculous. Our inclination. It's why Paul, two thousand years ago, he says, "Listen, you're free, but don't be dumb." That's Adam translation from Galatians five. Don't use your freedom as an opportunity to wreak havoc on the world. It's what we do. That's what a warped view of freedom does. It warps our view with God, our view of God, and it puts us into opposition with one another. Because we're each battling for our own sense of freedom, and so we're, just, we're ready to like, see whose freedom is going to win. That's what... That's what Paul says he says it this way he says, it makes us bite and devour one another. It's really graphic imagery. It's like nothing worse when you're in a fight and someone bites you. That's like the lowest, cheapest. It's why like usually the youngest in the family always resorts to biting the older kids because it's like all I got <laughs> I can I know I can give you a lot of pain in a short moment and Yep, thing, I know th- bad things are going to come on me, but I will have gotten my peace. But it's not just that. It's not just biting. It's biting and devouring. Again, why would Paul use this imagery? Because this is what we do. I mean, do you, you just can go on social media for 10 seconds, and you will find more biting and devouring than anything else that you will find. bite, and not only bite, we consume. That's what devour means. We, we, we chew it up, and, and we just want to keep going and going until you are, you are done. It's the opposite of serving. It's biting and devouring. See, false freedom makes everything about me. It puts me at the center of the universe. I am free. I deserve this. Don't tell me what to do. That's the flesh, and it's powerful, and it will destroy. That is the opposite of, of serving. That is not what freedom is supposed to give us. We think that if we love ourselves more and more, that it will lead to greater freedom. But it doesn't. Here's what it does. The more that we focus in on ourselves, it pushes us to ignore God and act like he doesn't exist, or we turn God into a tool. We turn God into a tool because we, we will serve you, God, for what you will give me. I will trust you if... Like, you ever make those bargains? Like, all right, God, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but if you just let this go away, I'll serve you. Or I'll serve you if you just shut her up for a minute. Or if you... This is what we do. We turn God into a tool. We turn him into, you know, Aladdin's genie, which is like, hey, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for you now. Can you, can you act? Because we, we see that in us. We're free. We think... See, God's free. He is freedom we become free in him under him through him we are good at turning everybody in our community into competitors We want to win, we want to dominate, and we, we turn the world around us, the people in our lives. We see people around us into, as competitors, and we're constantly measuring ourselves against them. Look, back to the, the main point of this section is serving models faith. How we serve will be an indicator about, about who we serve. How we serve will indicate who we serve. How we serve will model our faith. See, it's modeling that that my hope is in something bigger than myself. That I'm not at the center of the universe. That I live to please the Lord because of what he's done for me and because he has served me. I now am free to serve him serve others. See, when Paul says don't go back into slavery, he's, he's bringing up something really important about, about our life without God. Without God, we are enslaved to, not, to just serving ourselves. It's the only one we can turn to. It's the only one we can serve because he's not a part of the equation. When he comes into our life and he, he frees us, he saves us, he redeems us, these are big biblical terms. We now are free. We are freed up actually serve him back and when we serve him it means that we are serving people around us people in our lives and not just the people that we really like but everyone that God puts in our path God continue God has has saved you he has served you and he continues to serve you so that so that your freedom that he gave you he wants you to use to serve others. And I get it this is hard. It's so hard. Because people can be just the worst. We've all we've all been been hurt. Because some of us are like look I did that, I tried that. I served, nothing good came back to me. In fact, I got hurt, I got abused. Someone else used their freedom as an opportunity for the flesh and I was trying to do it right. I was trying to do it the right way. I was, I was loving people, I was loving God and all that came back on me was, was pain. And now I don't trust anybody and I will, I will never, I, I, I hear that. I, I physically hear that a lot from some in this room, from some outside this room. And it's real. See, especially when people who are in power do that, abuse their freedom, it is even more devastating, more painful, more traumatic. And I can't, I can't ease all the questions or you know, go through all the reasons why this. God has reasons beyond what I can understand. And I, too, have been hurt in, in certain situations by those, by those around me. All I know is that, that God has called us to not put ourselves at the center of the story and as challenging as it is. And it doesn't mean, oh, just get over it and go back out and start serving. No, no, there's, there's process, there's healing, there's time. But for us, what, what it ends up doing is it just pushes us back into that place that Paul says, don't go. Because you're just gonna end up serving yourself and it never leads to the right places. Pride. God wants to stomp out pride in us. He he wants to cultivate humility in us. This great quote from Andrew Murray, a a pastor and writer from mid-1800s, says, Pride must die in you, or nothing of heaven can live in you. And sometimes we, we have to just let some of this stuff go. We learn from it. It doesn't mean that we just go headlong into... You know, opening up our lives in, in 100% to everybody around, but it means that we are taking God at his word, and we're going to trust him. We're going we're to take steps of faith towards that place, right? I mean, the, the, the weights look scary, but we're going to come up, and you might have been hurt by this barbell before, like because you know, it, it got away from you, and it caused an injury or whatever, but we're going to go back after, because I know that this is going to bring life and health to my, to my body. And I'm going to say this, the body needs you. It even needs your hurt because it will help those things to not happen again. But if you stay at the center, everybody will continue to be a potential enemy and competitor. we got to push past that. We have to fight through. See, that's the second part of it, that serving doesn't just model faith. I mean, it, it shows who we believe, what we believe, why we believe, but it moves faith. See, serving puts our faith into action, into motion. It's a, bit, it's a visible way that we can see what we really believe so that others can see what we really believe. And so our faith, it needs to move. See, we're, we're a body. Bodies are, are meant to be in motion, meant to be growing, meant to be moving. Serving is proof that I don't think the world is just about me and my comfort and my happiness. Jesus says this, right? This is one of the hardest things for us to read in Scripture. He says, he says, whoever would be great, right? So I think to some degree we all would want to be great at something. Whoever would be great, whoever would be great among you must be your what? And whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man. So Jesus is saying, he's talking about himself, not someone else. He says, even as I came, not to be served, but to serve. And to give. My life is a ransom for many. I mean, we could just sit on that for a little bit. Whoever would be great must learn how to serve. It is the measure of greatness, right? If we want to talk about the measurement of, of, of faith, to some degree, measurement, it's another M word, <laughs> right? I mean, it, how we serve, what it looks like for our life to serve, to give. It's our model, Jesus as the god of everything the most free being in all the universe he used his freedom not to be served not to come as king and say like you do for me do for me do for me he says, i didn't come for this i came to give my life to meet your need to love you to serve you. This is what we do and then we hear that and now that should move us into action, move us into activity. I am free now to serve and that serve is, is on display and it is moving forward. This is what makes following Jesus so, so different, right? We, we live in a world where everything is a race to the top. It's a race to the top. I want to I make more, do more, be more. And Jesus comes along and he says, listen, it's actually a race to the bottom. Who's going to (laughs) win? It's a race to the bottom. It it, it flips everything upside down. Religion, regular religion, is always about, I want to get to God. i got to climb the ladder. I want to get to God. If I do more, God will love me. God will see me. God will bless me. And Jesus says, listen, I've already done it. Now, lower yourself, race to the bottom, so that you can be effective and useful, and you could put on display what I'm about The more that we do that, the more that we race to the bottom, the more we are going to see our faith growing and our body becoming stronger and more effective. But the more that we keep trying to race to the top and climb that ladder to make a name for ourselves, the more we do that, the more locked up we become and the more imprisoned we become to those things. And our faith will stop moving, it'll stop growing, and it'll start dying. Because we're living to serve things that don't care about us, things that promise everything and deliver nothing. And so this is the this is such a great image of, of faith in motion. This idea when he says, through love, serve one another. Through love. I mean, that's movement. And we keep talking about love. We talked about it last week. We've pretty much talked about it every single time. Because without love, there is nothing. I mean Jesus said that, and we have to understand more and more that it is hard for us to love, and we need to fight and be intentional to love more. Serving moves our faith through love. He says it in this passage, he says, look, the entirety of God's law boils down to one word. He says this, love your neighbor as yourself. We talked a little bit about that last week, right? The same ferocity that you love yourself, the same intentionality that you love yourself to feed yourself, to nourish, to protect, to, to care for your own life is the way that we are supposed to serve others, go after others. And so the question that needs to be ringing in our heads over and over through this is, man, how am I doing with this? I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up as we start to wrap it up. See, serving. We we as a church want to give you opportunities to serve. We've told you about some of them today. We... we do that because we believe it is the best thing for us for you for me to find those areas that you are gifted in that are passionate about and that people need from you because it's, again it's not about you it is about us it's about us growing our children are back there right now they are learning about god they are they are having fun they are doing we we want more people back there who have a desire to love children who have a desire to pour out the gifts that they have so that they can serve like That's hard. We have teams all around this church that are using gifts and talents that they've been given to serve, to meet the needs, not just of the people sitting in these seats, but the people who have yet to come into this room and sit. We are passionate about that. And so that's... That's the final point is that serving doesn't just model or move faith. It motivates faith. It motivates faith. Serving, real godly, selfless serving, it stirs it up in us. Once we take those steps, right, the hardest day when you get into that gym, the hardest, the hardest day is that first day because, you've, you know, you haven't been doing it. You're like, ah, I don't. it's terrible, but I got to go. I'm, I'm unhealthy. I want to go in. I want to work out. It's that first step, right? You take that step towards that bar, and then once you pick it up, Man, it sparks life. Serving does the same thing. You you take a step out. You you go to Sherry and you're like, hey, I'm terrified. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I think I like children and I would love to maybe help back there. I promise you, you go back there, you are going to be stirred up because you're looking into eyes that need older men and women are going to pour into them, who are going to give what they have there. It's too easy to just sit back on the sideline and say, yeah, the whole system's broken. I'm not going to do anything. Nothing I can do to make this better. It's one way. It's not the answer. And I, this, is the, this is the worst. It's the best and the worst, what I'm about to say. It's the worst because it's always used at times to manipulate and just kind of like make people feel bad, but it is not what Jesus did for you. (laughs) He saw you in your mess. He said, I love you. I am coming not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for you. That motivates faith. This is the opposite of biting and devouring people when we talk about serving motivating faith unfortunately biting and devouring is also a motivator it's it's that gang mentality that mob mentality we start seeing someone you know getting getting jumped on like ah it's like everybody comes along and wants to just jump in and start kicking them while they're down biting and devouring will draw a crowd don't be fooled between biting and devouring and true serving because sometimes they can look awfully similar and we just, we just make up new names for it. We're just biting and devouring, but we're really like, no, this is righteous indignation. This is, this is God wanting me to flip over tables like he did. Do you know how many times Jesus flipped over tables in, in the gospels? One time, the rest of his life was walking around healing people, loving people, teaching people. Jesus said this, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. That's that's the, the Jesus following life wrapped up in one simple sentence. Do you have love for other people? Now I want to just touch on something as, as I finish here. Because We might be sitting here and and thinking all kinds of reasons to or to not serve or or what does that even look like and listen serving is not just about you joining the church and getting involved in a ministry this is you in your everyday life this is you opening up your home to invite people in to have a dinner to have a meal going having coffee with someone just to actually hear about what's going on in their life it's it's (laughs) i mean it could be as simple as you know you're walking down the street and you see trash on the floor and you're like man i'm gonna pick that up but it takes the most expression here in the context of the body, because this is this is the institution God has given us to, to build and grow his people. But we have to understand that there are times that there's two 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 things to consider: there's season and there's significance. What do I mean? I mean you have to recognize the season in your life because not every person, not every period of life is going to be the same. And I'll just tell you, for me my season with this barbell has changed over the years as I've gotten older. I can't do it the same way I used to do it. I can't lift it the same way. I get tired quicker. I get hurt more. It's really frustrating, but it is a reality of life. Yes, some of us are in this room right now, and for one reason or another, you are unable to serve in the way that you really want to serve. Your season of life has you needing to pull back. Understand that your sense of significance and worth is not in the quantity of your serving, but in the quality of your serving. That God has given you something to give, something to use in this season. And it may not be to go back and be with the kids or be up on stage or to be running around doing, you know, whatever, but it might be something else. It might be just you having a conversation with another person to, to impart some wisdom, some some love it's not about how much you serve but about how well you serve with what you have you don't want to find your sense of worth and how much that you're serving your sense of worth comes from what God says about you and that doesn't change because of how much you give God loves you but there are seasons when we have to adjust it could be because of age it could be because of family it could be because of health that's okay I don't want you to walk out of here and be like, man, pastor told me I got to serve and I just, I got nothing to give right now. Hey, you are welcome here. We love you. And we want to help you and serve you. And if you can't give in the way maybe you used to because of age or some other reason, it's, it's okay. And in those times, it's good to ask ourselves, what can I do in this season of life? Get creative. Don't wallow. For everyone else, it's time to lift. It's time to lift heavy. There's work to do, and God is calling us to serve in varying capacities. Don't wait for someone to ask you. Don't wait for the right, perfect opportunity to arrive. Find it. Be assertive. Be aggressive. Get after it. It doesn't even have to be here, but God has called you. something bigger than just sitting and observing and being served. He's called you to give of what you have to build his his people, his body, for his glory. Let's stand together. God, you are good. You have given us all things, and the greatest of those things, the way that you served us most, is is by saving us, by offering salvation a a freedom from the bondage the prison of sin and you come and you say i loved you i have died for you i have lived for you trust me believe in me and so god for us in this room we need to believe in you and if there's any in this room god who have not taken that step to put their trust their hope their faith in you god i pray that you would Make yourself known powerfully right now. And for the rest of us, God, that we would live and serve because of who you are and what you've done for us. We thank you, God, for who you are and for what you've done. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. As we sing this song, there are going to be people in the back that can pray for you if you would like prayer. Uh, Feel free. Don't wait. They're ready, they're ready to pray for you and with you. So if you have a prayer need, you wanna just talk with someone, they're gonna be there as we sing.